Hey everyone, Vincent here, your permaculture guide. Today we're going to talk about broad forks, digging forks, and pitch forks. The three forks, if you will. Most of this episode will be about the broad fork. Make sure to check out the description in this episode because there will be some valuable links to all three broad forks. Also, make sure to join our email list. I'll make sure to keep you up to date on cool permy things like recent books I've read and things you should keep in mind while on your permaculture journey. Before we talk about the broad fork, let's talk about till versus no-till and why we would use a broad fork instead of a tilling machine. A tiller is a machine that is typically run by a gas motor that rips into the topsoil. Usually it goes to a depth of 12 to 16 inches. There are many companies that make tractor implements that will till the ground as well. So larger operations can use a tractor to till the top soil layer. This process is usually used to turn the soil from a previous crop to begin a new crop. It is a very common method in traditional agriculture today. The problem with tilling, the topsoil layer is mixed with the subsoil layer. This process rips up plants, it turns the topsoil upside down, which therefore kills microbacteria as well as the macroorganisms living together. Those macroorganisms include worms, roly-polies, or several other arthropods that are beneficial for the soil. The microbacteria and the macroorganisms break the soil down to humus from its dead stuff status of detritus. This process is essential for dead stuff to turn into abundant and living soil on the O horizon. The O horizon is the topsoil layer. The A horizon is the subsoil layer. Naturally, these layers stay separate, and the topsoil, once removed, could take hundreds or thousands of years to recreate itself. Once you remove topsoil or you destroy topsoil, it takes a very long time for it to build back up naturally. This is a huge environmental problem and is known to have collapsed civilizations throughout human history. When you till, this is going to mix the O horizon with the A horizon, the subsoil layer. This mixing is going to kill soil over time. It's going to make your soil into dirt. This also causes soil erosion as the soil is mixed, nothing is living in it, and there are no plants in their roots to keep the soil in place. The dust bowl was caused by over-tilling the land. Artificial fertilizers derived from petroleum-based sources propped up the American farmer and recovered from the Dust Bowl. If you can imagine, this is a very dangerous situation to be in. If the fertilizers stop coming in, the farmland stops being productive. Literally, the land needs these artificial fertilizers to be productive as the topsoil has been destroyed. Studies have shown in peer-reviewed journal articles by agricultural scientists 
that tilling is more detrimental to soil than pesticide use. The mix of the O horizon with the A horizon is detrimental to overall soil health, both in the short and long term. Most of the decomposition of once living things is done by the soil microbacteria. The macroorganisms clean up the leftovers. Now, a broad fork is going to help break the soil but it's not going to destroy the soil horizon, thereby making more healthy soil rather than killing the soil and turning it into dirt. To use a broad fork, ultimately the broad fork lifts the soil just slightly enough to crack it, which allows the subsoil to have some air and it will keep the layer aerobic, as in it's going to supercharge both the O and A horizon with microorganisms. Over time, broad forking the soil will make it more fertile, especially at the depth of the broad fork. Most broad forks range from 12 inches to 14 inches to 16 inches. Over time, when you use a broad fork season over season, Eventually, you won't have to use it anymore. Quite opposite of the tiller, as you would have to till every season with no end in sight, destroying the soil every time. The broad fork will replenish the soil at a deeper depth than when you started. This broad fork is going to be best for a farm or growing operation that sells produce because those folks will be frequently cultivating all of their plants at one time for a market. Now a broad fork is helpful for a homesteader, especially if they plan on consuming a lot of annual crops. A broad fork is best used for annual crop rows where you will replant those rows multiple times per season. If you're just starting with a new garden row, you can use a tiller to start your row to help break up especially difficult soil to work with, but switch to a broad fork immediately after. There is another method called the no-dig method, which doesn't use a broad fork at all. It doesn't break into the soil at all either. Instead, the grower will put two to four inches of new compost on the top of the soil and sow the seeds in the new layer. You'll only do this once a year you won't have to do it every time you harvest in one season. This method is better for smaller growing operations and skipping the broad fork altogether. The broad fork is best for operations that have frequent cultivation and those that plan on making a living off of their garden. Ultimately, it's best to keep an open mind on various methods. You should definitely try different variations. You'll end up finding one that works best for you and ultimately creates the best harvest. No one plot is the same as another. When you use a broad fork, you'll want to stick the tines into the soil. However, you don't want to shove it into the soil. That could potentially cause slight compaction you'll want to gently push the broad fork into the soil with your weight. If one side is being tricky, use all of your weight and shake the broad fork as it evens out. Once the broad fork is fully sunk into the ground, you'll want to rock this back and forth and lift to loosen the soil up. You'll want to crack the soil enough to slightly see the A horizon, but not enough to lift that bottom layer of soil up. The topsoil layer should still be intact, and the soil in the A horizon should still stay in the A horizon. Do this repeatedly, all the way from the beginning of your garden row to the end. It's quite a simple process, and it ends up going quite quickly. One of my permi friends uses a broad fork in his market garden, where he broad forks 50-foot 
garden rose and has about 16 of them. Broad forking all 16 can be laborious, however, makes great upper body strength. You could say it's his gym membership. When buying a broad fork, expect to spend a little more on this tool than most others in your shed. The best three broad forks are made by Meadow Creature, Treadlight, and Johnny Seeds. Other makers don't have the kind of design that these makers have. My personal favorite is the Meadow Creature broad fork. That's because it's made of all metal, which will keep this broad fork in great condition for life. It's all metal design is best in my opinion compared to other broad forks like Treadlight and Johnny Seeds because they have wooden handles which will eventually break over time, especially if you forget it in the rain often. You won't find a broad fork better than what these three companies will offer. While these tools are expensive, they will last a lifetime. Two other forks that we'll talk about are the digging fork and the pitch fork. Now let's talk about the digging fork. The digging fork is a smaller hand tool. You can find this at a local garden center or home improvement store. The digging fork can do the same thing as a broad fork, but you'll want to use this in your raised bed. It's not as wide and the tines, the parts that actually go into the soil, are thinner and smaller. These tines are more prone to bending and breaking especially when used as a broad fork replacement. I wouldn't use a digging fork for a garden row, and I wouldn't use a broad fork for a raised bed. I would use a broad fork for a garden row, and I would use a digging fork for a raised bed to do the same thing, which is break the soil up slightly to create a more fertile soil over time. The digging fork is a great all-around tool for the garden. You could say that it does a little bit of both between the pitch fork and the broad fork. It can handle both jobs, although it may not be particularly great at both of them. It can still get the job done and lessen the cost of having multiple tools. A pitch fork has multiple thin and long tides, there are also some that have thin and short tines. Overall, pitchforks are best for soiled bedding. You will not be able to use this as a digging fork. You will not be able to stick it into the ground and break the soil. However, a pitchfork will be best for things like chopped leaves, wood chips, or other material that won't work well with a shovel as the tines will rip into the material and help get a better load. I use my pitchfork for soiled bedding. You can get a pitchfork at a local garden center or home improvement store. It would be best to buy your tools at a local store just in case they break. They will be able to honor the lifetime guarantee that's usually applied to these tools. Personally, I would avoid a wooden handle as eventually wood will splinter your hands or even break over time. Now, I wouldn't expect the wood to break unless you're using the tool with exceptional pressure, which would potentially then break the wood. This may take several years. However, if you leave your wooden handled tools in the rain, that will accelerate the potential for the handle to break. Now that we know about our three forks, I'm looking forward to talking about future tools in another episode. Go ahead and check out the links to the three broad forks in the description and take a look at each of them to make a choice on what's best for you. Thanks for joining me on this journey into permaculture. See you on the next one. If 
If you like what you've heard so far, consider joining our Patreon page. There's exclusive content and extras that you won't get from the free show.